Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It O, Tell It Like It Is show. Good to be with you tonight. Maybe my brain's still frozen from driving my 
motorcycle down to the studio tonight. It's 48 degrees here in Dickinson, North Dakota. That's where we're broadcasting live from. And I looked at the weather. It was It's going to be 43 on my way home. So I, why did I drive my motorcycle down here? Because I like riding motorcycles. That's why I, I'm driving a right now a Kawasaki W800, which is, uh, it looks exactly like a 1967 Kawasaki 650. Which is uh, the bikes kind of the, my first motorcycle was that style of bike, and so it's a lot of fun to drive, and I really enjoy driving it. It doesn't have a windshield, which this time of year makes it very uh, difficult because of the cold. But uh, I sure enjoyed it, and I will enjoy it on the way home. I did turn around and get a stocking cap, and uh, so I'm glad I did that. You can text me tonight. And be part of the program. This is a live program on Mother's Day 2021. It's my number you can text me is 701-290-7862. 701-290-7862. Got people texting already. It's good to hear from Greg Johnson. He was the winner of the first text award. He texted an hour before the program started. Uh, so, Brother Johnson, good to have you with us tonight. We've got um, Yvonne and Marin listening in Bowman. Uh, we've got Brother Griffith listening out in Great Falls, Montana, faithful listener. And let's see, who, who else just texted me here? I better look at this. Oh, this is um, this is from the uh, Robin and Rod and and their, her mom, that uh, Sharon, and they're um, listening out in California somewhere. Hopefully they've got a little more freedom out there than they used to. We've got... Uh, um, Sister Brett's listening. They just texted. I missed you in church. We would have given you an award for the oldest mom, Sister Brett's, if you would have been there today. I think you would have won that award. But we've got uh, here again, 701-290-7862. Program's going to have a Mother's Day theme tonight. In fact, while I'm talking, I'm trying to find a song here, but it's by a Pentecostal uh, singer. I think it's called Mama, Mama Like Mine or something like that, but I can't find it here. It's not on my playlist. And so, you know what, my brain, here I'm operating, looking at my cell phone, trying to find this, and I'm talking to him. Am I making any, <laughs> making any sense with the frozen brain right off my motorcycle? The uh, Got some stoners listening tonight. And so that, that uh, if you're a brand new listener, you don't know what that means. Uh, we've got some stoners listening here from Dickinson. We've got uh, Brother Jones listening tonight, and he is going to be the guest host next week on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Brother Jones from the Minneapolis area will be here, and he is going to be on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I do not think I will be in the studio with him. I'm going to be speaking in a church in Oaks, North Dakota. It's a brand-new church doing a church dedication thing, and they asked me to come. And so we'll be doing that. And I don't know, Brother Jones, if I'm going to be back in time to be with you, but we're going to send somebody to run the controls and make this thing work seamlessly for you. And he's going to be speaking at our church next Sunday also in Dickinson during the preaching part of the service. So our church is very excited about that. I pastored the New Life Pentecostal Church, as I mentioned, in Dickinson, North Dakota, and our service times Our normal services are Wednesday night at 7.30, Sunday mornings, Sunday school at 10, our worship service at 11. If you want to be part of a church that's growing, a church that has a lot of children, a church that has a lot of young families and a a really nice wide range of different age groups and so on, um, we we have visitors all the time. Uh, We would love to have you come and visit us. 
If you've never been to a Pentecostal church, you're going to like it. The first time I ever went, I really liked it. I I had never grown up Pentecostal. And when I, when I was 20 years old, my wife and I visited a Pentecostal church in Bismarck, and we absolutely, or I absolutely loved it. My wife was a little afraid. It wasn't She was Catholic, so it wasn't what she was used to, but she fell in love with it also. And we'd love to have you come. Our next service will be Wednesday night at 7.30, and then next Sunday at 10 o'clock, Sunday school, 11 o'clock is our worship service. And also, I uh, you, want you to know that in Beach, North Dakota, on Tuesday nights at 7.30, and Bowman, North Dakota, Wednesday, or Thursday nights at 7.30, the beach, it's the Beach Community Center, Community Center in Bowman, it's, it's on 18 North Main, and they also have a Sunday service at 10.30. We are in the process of remodeling a building in Beach. Right now it's it's a restaurant that we've gutted out, and uh, we're going to be, uh, we've got the electricians in there now, going to get the wiring done. Uh, we've got the families that live out there in Beach are all skilled tradesmen, and so I know they're going to put that building back together very, very quickly. I just received a check in the mail for $1,000 from the our Williston Church uh, wanting to just help us with that remodeling project. And boy, did that really bless me. Uh, it really did uh, bless me as far as uh, just their thoughtfulness uh, for sending that money. It's going to cost a lot of money to remodel that place. And um, we just appreciate anybody from the Williston area listening that goes to that Apostolic Lighthouse Church up there. Thank you so much for that. Really, really appreciate appreciate it. Well, you know what I think I'm going to do? is I'm going to play part of a song so I can find the song that I want to play eventually and then uh, text me and let me know. We're talking about Mother's Day tonight. I've got a uh, something I spoke about in our church service today that I want to share with you and something new that I saw in the Scripture I'd never, ever, ever seen before. All right, hang in there. Search the world for a 
Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, Mother's Day 2021. My mom's listening tonight. Happy Mother's Day to my mom. And I, I am just going to give a public um, shout out to my mom tonight. She has been a tremendous mother and still is one of the least selfish people that I know, one of the most selfless people that I know, and uh, held our family together and just appreciate her and just uh, don't haven't I can't say enough good about my mom. She's just a great, great mom. I love you, mom, and I, I'm sure she's listening tonight in Bismarck. She's 91 years old, so she's getting up there. Want to keep her around at least till she's 100, so hoping to do that. Tonight we are talking, uh, I want to, I just got to, I preached about this today in our church, and I want to say that uh, it's interesting to me because um, I got a text afterwards that said it on Mother's Day, just about every Mother's Day, there is a, uh, most of the songs are about, come out of the book of Ruth or out of Samuel <laughs> on, for, on Mother's Day. Uh, 99% of the sermons on Mother's Day come out of the book of Ruth or, or out of um, Samuel's mom. And so I thought that was pretty funny because it's exactly where I got my message today out of the book of Ruth. Let me just, if you're not, you know, here again, this radio program goes out on an AM oldies rock and roll station here in Dickinson, North Dakota. So I feel like I should tell you the story of Ruth because many of you do not know this. But there was a lady named Naomi. She was a, uh, her and her husband were from Israel. And there was a famine in the land and Naomi's husband moved to a neighboring country called Moab. Um, the, he did this, um, I believe, you know, just chasing a dollar. I believe it was all ec- economically motivated, which I don't think is a great reason to move, you know, just for money. But that's what he did. He moved to Moab, and he had uh, he, he and his wife had two sons. Uh, Naomi and her husband had two sons, and these two sons married girls there that were Moabitess girls. And, and then Naomi's husband died, and then her two sons died. And now she had two daughter-in-laws left and herself and no way to provide for herself there in Moab. And so she decided to move back to Israel. She, on the way back, her daughter-in-laws followed her and she told them both, Orpah and Ruth, to go back, um, you know, find somebody to marry back there. I'll take care of myself. Um, And Orpah reluctantly went back, but Ruth said, I don't want to go back. I want your God to be my God. I want your people to be my people. And I'm not going to go back to Moab. I'm going to go with you. And so hopefully, I didn't say that so fast that you didn't understand it, but Naomi and her daughter-in-law, Ruth, (coughs) were now in Israel, and they were destitute. They didn't have anything. Um, They, um, uh, like I said, Naomi's husband was dead, her sons were dead, and it was just she and her daughter-in-law, Ruth, now back in Israel, trying to scrape together a living. Ruth started gleaning um, grain during the harvest season. Israel, the, the plan of God, the word of God, told Israel to leave grain on the corners of the field for poor people, so after you get done harvesting, there'll be enough for the poor people so they can eat too. 
And this is how Ruth was, she was operating this way. She was uh, gleaning grain from a field, and she came home and told her mother-in-law, she, she said, well, whose field were you gleaning the grain from? And she said it was a man named Boaz. Well, Naomi said, this is really interesting because Boaz is a relative of ours and could actually be someone that could marry you. And it's kind of a long story if you don't know your Old Testament, and I'm not going to get into all of it, but there were some legal ramifications here. And, I mean, it's, it's a really intriguing story. It really is. I mean, exactly, Naomi was a pretty wise lady, and, and just the way Ruth... <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but it's kind of neat because um, after one meal of, or after one day of work, Boaz laid down to work after a long day of work, and he woke up, and Ruth was laying at his feet, um, and he um, decided right there that the next day he was going to figure out a way to marry her. He said, "You just keep laying there," and and uh, I bet he didn't sleep all night. But anyway, the ne- next day he worked it out to where he could marry Ruth. And that's the way God does it with faithful people. Naomi was a faithful lady, and when God begins to work, there's nothing that can stop him. Um, you know, kind of like Nebuchadnezzar said in Daniel chapter 4, he, he does his will uh, according to the armies of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. Uh, and none can stay his hand. I mean, it's it, or you can't tell God, what, what are you doing? I mean, he, he's going to do what he wants to do. And so Ruth... Um, ends up marrying Boaz. Now, the first time I ever read this, I was, you know, I had, I had come to God when I was 20, and I didn't know much about the Bible. But I remember the first time I read the book of Ruth and how I got to the end of the book of Ruth, and it said in verse 17 of Ruth 4, And the women, her neighbors, gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Verse 21 and 22 and Solomon begot Boaz, Boaz begot Obed, and Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David. And the first time I ever read that, I got goosebumps because I didn't realize that Ruth was the great-great-grandmother of the famous King David, you know, the one that killed Goliath. And so that's when this story began to make sense. In other words, we have this insignificant woman or seemingly insignificant woman named Naomi that was faithful to God, she she won her daughter Ruth to the Lord, and Ruth ended up marrying a man that ended up being the great-great-grandfather of King David. Ruth, the Moabitess, was the great-great-grandmother of King David. And that's where I wanted to start tonight. I spent a long time doing that, but this... This famous person, David, had roots from a very faithful woman named Naomi. Now, here's the part today that I read that I had never, ever seen before. In Ruth 4.17, it says that Ruth did not get to name her son Obed. And Boaz did not name him Obed. Naomi did not name him Obed. Ruth 4.17, and I just noticed this this morning. You know, I don't know if anybody's ever preached about this or noticed it before. I'm sure they have. And it's, But it says, and the women, her neighbors, Naomi's neighbors, gave it 
a name, the boy a name. And they named him Obed. And Obed simply means serving. Serving. That's what Obed means. Because Naomi was a servant. And when I think of Mother's Day and I think of the mothers that have been in my life, my mother, my mother-in-law, and now my wife who was such a great mother to my children and such a great grandmother now, and I think about about how they uh, were such servers. My mother-in-law, even to this day, if you go to her house, she'll try to make you something to eat. My mom, can I make coffee for you? Um, my wife is like this. I mean, when I left our house today to come down to the radio show, I bet we had 30-some people over there. Um, somebody, a kind of a rich friend of my son, Luke's, has made, had made a huge meal for us. Really? Is this Robin telling me that you just read that yesterday? You noticed that too? Really? She just texted me. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, did you know, did you notice that Naomi and Ruth didn't get to name Obed? Did you notice that? That's, that's neat. I hear, I thought, I thought I was the only one that ever noticed that. But, but this, this idea of mothers, of serving, of helping, of something bigger than themselves. You know, that, that's, that is amazing to me. You know, it seems like everybody wants to be a hero, but I don't think people realize that it's in the small things that we do that we change the world. You know, many people don't think they're making a difference and they get discouraged. But the Bible says that if you want to be great in God's kingdom, you've got to be the servant of others. Jesus was the ultimate example. In Mark chapter 10, verse 43, he said, But so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. And so this program tonight, we're talking about serving. We're talking about Mother's Day. We're talking about unselfish people. We're talking about, I'm going to talk about mental well-being, because I know we were in a discussion. At, I had two sets of company over at my house this afternoon. We were in a discussion about mental illnesses versus, um, you know, mental uh, dilemmas that are brought on by poor decisions and how hard it is to know the difference and all that. But I still believe, and I know this will bother some of you, but I still believe much depression is based on selfishness. And if we would start serving others, we would find our own problems would seem pretty, pretty small. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I still can't find that song, Mama. Somebody help me here. Who is Who wrote the song Mama that I'm trying to find? His mother, this guy that wrote the song, is a friend of my wife, but I cannot think of his name.
Pastor Bob is back. Thank you so much for listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. We're about halfway through tonight. I have, I mean, I had, uh, I've got a, all weekend I have people at my house. We had a fella come to my house yesterday that he's uh, somebody that has adopted our family. He's a friend of one of my sons from Texas, and he seems like a pretty wealthy guy. And he said, I'm coming to your house to make a Mother's Day meal. So he came to Dickinson specifically to make a meal. 
And what what a meal. I've never, I mean, you know, I'm not, Pastor Bob's not a high roller, okay? I'm, I'm not. You know, I've got a business, uh, siding, window business. I've done real well with it. Here's Simon's Homes here in Dickinson. Um, you know, I pastor a big church. I don't draw an income from the church. I make a good living with my business, but, uh, the, uh, but I mean, I don't eat like what this guy did. He had crab shipped in from Maryland. It was swimming in the ocean on Wednesday. It was on my plate on Saturday. He made crab cakes. He made some kind of special beef that they massage the beef, the cows. They massage it three times a day, feed these cows milk. That's what we had. We had six or seven course meal, uh, sherbet in between two of the courses to get the fish taste out of our mouth. But anyway, he made this meal. It was crazy. I mean, it took about two, you know, we had uh, uh, quite a few guests there. took about two and a half hours to eat this meal. We had six or seven courses. Uh, extremely, extremely good. And then a, a, a passion fruit pie that was probably some of the best. I hope there's a piece left when I get home tonight. Well, anyway, and then he made this giant um, chicken spaghetti. I mean, it was giant. And we had, I know there's at least 30 people at my house eating. And we've, and, and they're still eating when I get back there. So anyway, Pastor Bob needs to go on a fast this week, I think, because I have been eating. And here again, don't blame me. Don't say that I'm I'm some rich, big shot preacher because I'm not. But I've got a friend, at least one friend, that's kind of rich. So, and he made quite a quite a meal for us tonight. The uh, and I made my friend Brother Jones pretty jealous because he likes crab cakes, and I don't know much about crab cakes, Brother Jones. But these had to be the very best of the best crab cakes in the world. I mean, they were just amazing. Why am I talking about this? I don't know. We're talk, talking about server. Oh, the word Obed means server, and Robin from California said she just saw that yesterday. Here, I thought it was it was a, uh, I thought it was just me. Hey, you know what? I got Billy listening, Stormy listening in the Philippines today. First time he's emailed me for a while. He said oh, these crab cakes are making him hungry tonight. Um, the uh, they, yeah, there was a special sauce. I mean, we're talking about stuff that was aged 20 years, you know, special. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, this guy, he shows up at my house. He's having things FedExed from different parts of the country to my house, you know, on ice and so on. And it was just incredible, incredible meal. And, and here again, I don't blame, don't, don't say that I'm some kind of materialistic guy because this wasn't my idea. This was just a blessing to me. Yeah, like Brother Johnson said, what a servant. And then he just flew home. He served us two meals, and he flew home today back to Texas. Goes to Brother Gurley's church down there. You know, I'm talking about being a servant, the impact that a godly mother can have on her children and her grandchildren and all of us as we begin to serve others. You know, Second Timothy one five, Paul told Timothy, I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded that in thee also. He told him in Second Timothy 3.15, he said that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. You see, Timothy was a mother, it says a grandmother, I don't know where the dad and grandpa were, but a mother and a grandmother invested in Timothy. And now he knew the scripture. 
he had faith that he had learned from them. We God's will is for us to be servers. Yes, you need to be born again. Yes, you need the Acts 2.38 experience in your life to be saved. Absolutely. You, you need to repent of your sins, you know, surrender your life to God, ask Him for forgiveness, totally surrender, like I, I did on a radio show here a while back, you know, you're done with the sin business. In fact, I'm, I'm right, I'm gonna write a song called Done with the Sin Business, but I just haven't got around to it. And then you need to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, being dunked under the water completely. And the Bible said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And God is still doing that today, just like Acts 2.38 says. But after that, not only do we grow in God, but we need to begin to serve God and to serve others. That's what we need to do. We need to, we need people to be Sunday school teachers. We need people to, to be workers on church buildings. We need people to uh, inviting somebody to church, teaching home Bible studies. Uh, acts of kindness towards others, time spent with children. We have children in our church that don't have dads, and uh, there are people in our church that are trying to fill that gap. We we need uh, people that go to visit the lonely people, people that can serve a meal at a church dinner and clean up afterwards. We have people like that at our church. And we have a church dinner we call Friendship Sunday, first Sunday of every month, to try to Get as many visitors as we can to come, and uh, and it's so refreshing to me to see the people there that help with that meal and uh, do it as a ministry to the Lord. I know there are people that that um, you know. I there's a couple in our church that I mean they just give themselves that way, and there's other ones that do it kind of hit and miss. But there's this one particular couple that just they just give themselves to to putting on and helping with those church meals. You see, the word Obed, that was Ruth's son, means server. And I believe the neighbors, Naomi's neighbors named the boy server, Obed, because Naomi was a servant. And I think Robin agrees with me on California. You know, um, People, the worst thing you can do for yourself is be selfish. The worst thing you can do for your mental well-being is to think about yourself and to think about your happiness and to think about your joy and to think about your selfish pleasures. The greatest thing that you can do for God and for others is to love God and to love others. The greatest commandment in Mark chapter 12 Jesus was asked, what's the first of all the commandments? And Jesus quoted Deuteronomy chapter 6 to this scribe, and he said this, The greatest of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second commandment is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. In these two commandments, we find the greatest um, secret to happiness, joy, mental well-being. Depression is a scourge in our country. We have even children are depressed nowadays. 
You know, children are depressed. I believe much of it, most of it, is spiritual in nature in the sense that we are too focused on ourself. Like, if you have ever come up alongside of, let's say it's an older lady with a flat tire on the highway, and you've ever offered to help her change that tire, and when she offers to give you a $20 bill, you say, no, you can keep your money. And as you drive away, the feeling that you have of serving somebody else, there isn't any feeling like that. It, it Like it gives you a purpose to live. You know, this, this um, and the, the, the trouble with America, and not every culture is like our culture, but and not everyone in America is like this, but the trouble with most Americans is we're looking for a credit, we're looking for someone to notice us, you know, we're looking for somebody to say we did a wonderful job, but we don't realize that it's in the serving of others. You know, it's it's in the, um, you know, I, I think about um, there was there's a man that uh, kind of made my day one day. He's a famous preacher, uh, Johnny Godare, and he's a, really a, I know he's like, I think he's in his 80s now, and I haven't seen him for a while. I heard his wife had passed away, but I was, uh, one day on my voicemail, I had a voicemail from Johnny Godare saying, Pastor Bob, I listen to you on the, I listen to your Tell It Like It Is radio show sometimes. Well, that made my day, and I called him, and we visited for a little while. But I remember Brother Godare wanted to be back on Sundays to his church in North Carolina, is that right, or South Carolina? And the reason he wanted to be back, and this was you know, maybe a few years ago, but he and his wife helped run a bus route. He liked running a bus route, picking up kids for Sunday school. Now, here's a pretty famous preacher. You know, I, I knew that Brother Godare, and, and you can straighten me out on these stories if you want to. I don't know Brother Godare real well, but I heard that he flew out to somewhere in Kansas to teach a Bible study to some people that were hungry for God. And through that Bible study, there was a church in Kansas, a Pentecostal church that started. I heard Brother Godare one time preach, I think, at our camp meeting here in North Dakota, or maybe it was in one of our churches in North Dakota, but he said, he said, I don't know about, he said, I don't have a TV and I don't watch Hollywood movies. He said, but even if I wanted to, who's got time for that? You know, you hear Pastor Bob a lot, you know, harping about television, about Hollywood, and you'll continue to hear me do that because, especially if you're a Christian person out there, I, I just don't understand how you could watch something like that that goes completely against the Scripture. I just don't get it. But Brother Godare's idea is if we really spent our time serving God and serving others, do we really have time for that? Like, is that a good use of our time? You know, this, this, this idea of wrapping your life up into serving others you know, and not worrying about yourself, but thinking of others. Thinking of, you know, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I took 13 of our grandkids down to Branson, Missouri, and there's a lot to do there for kids. 
it's a really fun place to go. It's a kind of a family oriented place. And, um, and I promise you, I was moving the whole time. My wife had to fly home for a wedding, so I was doing dishes, I was cleaning, and I didn't want my granddaughters and grandsons to have to worry a lot about it because most of them, you know, have chores at home and stuff, and I wanted them to have fun. And I'm not saying this because you'll think I'm such a great person, but I'm, I'm making a point here tonight. So I was the shuttle driver, and I was the cook, and I was the cleaner, and I was, I was picking up people, you know, in the van for this and that, and we were, you know, I, you know, I had worked to get the tickets and all these different things that we worked on. And I had fun. I had a blast. It was, you know, uh, Robin and Sharon are listening tonight. Rod, uh, my wife and I met Robin and Sharon on a cruise ship and we have fun going on cruises, but I think I had as much fun or more fun going to Branson with 13 grandkids. We drove down there in a 15 passenger van on the way home. We drove it straight. I got home at, 5.30 in the morning. We hit some fog. Five 5.30 in the morning. It took me like a week to recover. Or it seemed like maybe not. But but the point I'm making is there is a joy in serving others. When Jesus sent his disciples away into the city, Jesus was exhausted. He had been ministering, giving himself in John chapter 4, and he sent his disciples away. And Lo and behold, a woman came to the well where Jesus was just exhausted sitting at it, and he began to minister to this woman. And when the disciples got back with the food, they had went to Taco John's there in the city, and they brought back the stuff for Jesus. And when they got back, Jesus wasn't hungry anymore, and they were like, what, you're not hungry anymore? And Jesus made this statement. He said, I have meat to eat that you don't know anything about. Like, there is a fulfillment in serving others. There's a fulfillment in that. This week, my sister and I are flying out to a funeral. My Uncle Roger passed away. He was 94. And my Uncle Roger served others. I got to know him fairly well. You know, I I didn't visit him that often. We talked on the phone some. I think in the last, I don't know, 15 years, I've seen him one, two, three, one, two, three or four times, I think, at the most. But he was a person that served other people. And he was happy. People that live for themselves are miserable. You know, so whatever it is that you do, teaching Bible studies, um, you know, um, having people over to your home, uh, you know, there's a there's a kind of a famous preacher named Tony Spell right now that during the COVID thing, he never shut his church down. We didn't shut our church down either. I never got in as much trouble as Brother Spell did, I promise you that. Uh, we got some people that were pretty mad at us. Even the governor said something about our church one time, but, but we didn't have trouble. He had six uh, charges against him, and there's, it's still ongoing because he was defying the governor's orders. By holding church. But Brother Tony Spell and his wife, I believe, drive a church van to help pick up kids. They, I don't know, how, how many church buses does that church down in Baton Rouge run? They pick up these kids for Sunday school and for church. They feed them meals. They help buy them clothes. They take them back home. <coughs> and this is a highlight of these kids' week. And then they asked Brother Spell to shut his church down because of, because of this COVID scare. 
saying his church was not essential. Well, no wonder he broke the law to stay open. Because his church is essential. And I'm just going to say this, everybody that's not, any of you Pentecostal people that are criticizing, ever criticize Brother Spell, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You really ought to. That's just That was for free. But I'm just telling you, he wasn't out there trying to make a dollar. He was out there trying to help people, and he got in trouble with the law for doing that. Brother Johnson just sent me a quote here. Let me see if I can get to it. It looks good. He, he said that uh, J.T. Pugh quoted a study years ago that indicated, as a rule, unselfish people are better able to cope with life challenges than those who are selfish. Nice. Exactly. I could have just read that and played music the rest of the time. That's exactly right. You know, in fact, there was a. I read a story about um, a revival service that happened many years ago, and I might, I might get some of the details wrong, but in this revival, there was only two people, or two or three people, and, they, and the revival went on forever, and they paid this evangelist to come in, and the revival went forever, and they said only two or three people were baptized and got the Holy Ghost, and one of them was a 13-year-old boy named J.T. Pugh, who was kind of living on his own at the time. He was um, sounded like kind of taking care of his sister. And J.T. Pugh was a famous Pentecost, went on to become a famous Pentecostal preacher that changed his world. Uh, somebody, when they said, well, only two or three people got born again in that, you know, they said it in a way that made it sound like they thought it was a waste, but it isn't a waste. Let me, let me, uh, I'm going to run out of time here, but it's kind of become normal lately. But Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 10 is really where I wanted to get it. It said, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Notice verse 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Like, don't be weary in serving others, because the payback is coming. And it may not, probably not, won't be in this life. And then notice verse 10 of Galatians 6. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. You see, our church, when you come, Come this Wednesday night at 7.30, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. We're going to make you feel like the star. We're going to talk about you. We're going to help you to become born again, you know, surrender your life to Jesus, be baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Spirit. And that honeymoon will last for a little bit, a while, and, and we're going to, you know, we're going to, you're going to be the star. You're going to be the center of attention. You're going to be the brand new person, you and your family. Uh, you're going to be the, you know, we're just, you know, you're in the limelight. But then we're going to start moving you into a different direction where you become the server. One of the reasons that people quit coming to churches like the one I pastor is after you learn to walk as a baby, you learn to crawl, you learn to walk, we expect you to 
start doing something. Like, we, we, this isn't, you know, there was a lady one time years ago that was really mad at me for some reason that came to our church. Or no, I'm sorry, there was a guy that was, he was really mad at me. And he told a lady in our church, he said, that Pastor Bob, I'll tell you how he is. When you first start coming to church, he gives you all kinds of attention. But after you've been coming about six months, he doesn't pay as much attention to you anymore. And this lady was trying to defend me. She told me, I was told, oh, no, that's not true. You know, he, and I, I stopped her. I said, no, it is true. Yeah, it's true. You know, if you don't ever get this, like if you don't ever get this, like if, you know, um, if, if something ever happened to my wife and I decided to get remarried, I'll tell you the lady I wouldn't remarry is the lady that has to be the first lady to sit down and eat at the potluck dinner. That's not the lady I'm going to marry. If I had ever remarried, if my my wife died, I'm not I'm not interested. That's not the way my wife is. That's not the way my mom is. That's not the way my mother in law is. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying because they'd be fat because they'd be the first one to eat it. My wife's pretty skinny, but but the uh, I'm just saying that these people. I I remember you know, and here again, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I I know that. Over the years, we've done a lot of potluck dinners, and there was like people that were just a race to be the first one in the line. You know, this isn't what life's all about, about us getting what we want first, is it? Because those are the most miserable people I've ever met. When is it my turn to be happy, Pastor Bob? I've had people actually say that to me. When is it my, all I do is give. When is it my turn to be happy? Well, you'll never be happy. Because happiness is found in serving. You know, I mean, get right with God, get to work. That's, that's what this is all about. The people that, that, um, the people that have the most friends in this life are the servants. And you say, well, aren't they being taken advantage of? Sometimes, yeah. But, you know, one of my goals in life is to have a big funeral. I'd like to have a big funeral. I'd like to have, you know, a couple thousand people there. And you say, what are you talking about? I'm just saying, I mean, like, I'd like to be, I'd like to live a life where I'm important to people. You say, what, are you some kind of a, you know, what are you, some kind of narcissist? No, no, it's not like that. The people, I mean, that are the kindest, the people that are the least selfish, the people that are, are the servers in this life. You know, it, it's a command of God, Galatians 6.10. As we have opportunity, in other words, if you can do it, let's do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. I happen to pastor a church like that, where the people are good. You know, there was a lady that, she still comes to our church. And a few years ago, she wrecked her car. She hit a deer, didn't have full coverage. I got up in church and said something like this. I said, Sister so-and-so wrecked her car. She hit a deer. I said, if anybody, you know, <coughs> here's a good deal on a car or whatever, let me know. 
And after that service, one of the young men in our church, he was a single guy, he get, he walked up to her and gave him gave her his car. And it was a pretty decent used car. I don't know if they still drive it or not. I know they drove it for years. That's the kind of church I pastor. People are servers. People are givers. You know, in our church, when the COVID thing hit, I told, I got up and told the church several times, you people that are members of this church, that have been coming to this church, if because of COVID you can't pay your house payment, you can't pay your payments, come and talk to me, the church will take care of it. Because it's not my money. You know, this is the kind of people that I've associated with ever since I became a Pentecostal. You know, I, I've heard people whine and complain and talk about hypocrites and talk about, oh, those church people, they never helped me. I don't know what church you're going to. I have no idea. But I pastor a church where if I didn't have any food and somebody in that church had food, I'd, I'd have food. So I'm not preaching this to our church. I mean, certainly we can all tune up on this area. But my question to you tonight is, who are you impacting? Who are you serving? You know, what are you, you know, like, like, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm gonna really run out of time now, but one of, and I never did find that song, Mama, and I can't think of that guy's name that sang it. I really want to play that song. It's a, his, he, his, his mom, he, the song he wrote this about is a friend of my wife's, but what, what is the name there? I can't think of it. But the, um, you know, this this message tonight I'm talking about, you know, it's so important that we understand this because, you know, we we live in a, a world that's just so much about ourselves. It's so much about what can I get out of this. You know, there's a song called You Never Know. It's by Bruce Carroll. I'd recommend you you listen to it, you find it. Uh, it's a it's a great song. I, if I would have brought my guitar, if I wouldn't have driven that motorcycle, I, I would have sang it for you tonight. In fact, I, I remodeled it to fit my pastor. I changed some of the words to it to fit his life. But in this song, there's a line. It's a song about you never know who's listening, you never know who sees the results of the time you spend living on your knees. You never know just where your life might show. You never know. You never know. And one of the lines to this song says this. Court Chavis, that's right. Mama like mine. Now, thanks a lot, Brother Springer. How am I going to, how am I going to pre, how am I going to get that tied in? Uh, how am I going to get that tied in at the end of the song here? Cause I'm on live radio. Nobody helping me here. And so how do I, how do I type this in and talk, um, you know, talk at the same time? Maybe I can do it. Let's see. I'm talking, I'm typing, uh, let's see, oh, I'm not even on the right, let's see here, hang on there everybody, let's see if I can do it, let's see, Court Chavis, and it's going to be Mama, let's see if that works, Mama, not Mama Mia, let's see, uh, Court Chavis, Mama, and push enter, see what happens here, there it is, okay, I got it, all right, it worked, I'll play that at the end of my broadcast today. But this, um, the, the, there's a line in the so- other song I was talking about called The Road for Them That Leads to Him. The Road for Them, Other People That Leads to Jesus, Just Might Run Through You. 
That's the way we need to live. We need to be Obed's servers. And one of the things I started to say, and I'm getting really sidetracked here, but one of the things I said, one of the things that really bothers me is when people get old and they say things like, well, you know, I'm old now and I really just can't help put on the church meal anymore. Like, why? Are you going to (laughs) break? Like, do we reach an age where we're not supposed to be servers? Do we? I don't think so. You know, I, I think that that all that you can, love God with all your heart, love others with all your heart, and at the end of the day, you'll be tired and you'll get a good night's sleep. You know, I, I have a, I don't know if it's a saying, but I say it in many different ways all the time, love God, love people, work hard, and go to bed at night. <laughs> and you're going to live a great life. Love God, love people, work hard, go to bed at night. Well, come and visit us this week, Wednesday, or Tuesday night in, at the Beach Community Center, 730. Wednesday night, 501 Elks Drive, the New Life Pentecostal Church, 730. Thursday night in Bowman, North Dakota on 18 Main Street, Bowman. And Sunday morning, 1030 in Bowman, 10 o'clock Sunday school in Dickinson, and 11 o'clock worship service in Dickinson. Lord Jesus, tonight I pray that you help us to be that Obed, to be servers, Lord. We just pray, God, that we, I know we can all tune up on this, Lord. I'm certainly not an expert on this, but God, I pray that you help us. God, help us, Lord, to just spend our life helping others to know you and just helping others in general. We just pray in the name of Jesus. Let's see if this song works. This is called Mama by Court Chavis. I've been searching for this song the whole program, and now Brother Springer and Sister Rachel Dickey both sent it to me. Let's see if this will play. In heaven, the slow girl... Hey, it's going to work.
able to have a praying mom and a praying dad and hope one day they can sing this song. If the world had a mama like mine, there'd be more living and more giving and there'd be no violence in our schools. always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.